and MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against networkers who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's going on guys? Zach here. Hopefully you're having an amazing day. Sorry if there's a little bit of background noise behind me. Uh, there's this guy blowing leaves outside the office and is literally like following me. It seems like he's like stalking me. Um, so hopefully that will not bother us too much. But I don't have a ton of time today, but I wanted to share a little bit with you all here today because I have, uh, well, number one, we haven't spent that much time together recently. And number two, um, I wanted to get uh, some of this out to you while it was still somewhat fresh in my mind before uh, it became not fresh in my mind. So <clears throat> as you probably know, well, as you definitely know by now, if you listen to the previous episode, we went to Iceland um, maybe, what was it? Well, about a week and a half ago at this point. No, here comes the leaf blower, man. Um, about a week and a half ago at this point. And we came back, yeah, like a week and a half ago. I'm repeating myself because this leaf blower man is distracting me. Um, and we went there because we had a pretty high-level business connection that invited us to co- to go there, um, which was super cool. So basically, this really high-level dude, he's a really, really high-level internet marketer. If I said his name, you would be completely head in the sand if you're in the marketing space and if you didn't know it. And we, through a kind of a random series of magical events, ended up getting you know somewhat close with him to the point where uh, he invited us to his birthday party in Iceland. So 200 invitations went out, 60 people showed up, we were one of the 60, and I have to tell you that we were probably the dumbest people in the room by far. It was absolutely incredible, the people that were there that showed up for uh, to, to be with him and then also to network with everyone else. I mean, to give you an idea, there was guys there and women there that I know there was people there that you know make hundreds of millions of dollars a year. Um, there might have been billionaires in the room. Um, there was some super high-level scientists. This guy's really in the sci- deep into the science community as well. Um, he had a guy, the guy there, his name is Dr. Dennis Noble. Uh, this is the guy who cracked the code in the 60s on the cardiac rhythms, um, meaning your your heart rhythm. He made he his research is the research that made the pacemaker possible. Um, and that guy was there. Uh, he has written some insanely crazy, intelligent. I mean, he's got so much stuff published; it's um, unimaginable. But um, he's got some incredible, incredible stuff. And he was there, and I actually got a chance to talk with him for like thirty minutes. And uh, man, this leaf blower guy—he's just chasing me down. 
Um, I got a chance to talk with him for like 30 minutes, which was super, super cool. And uh, of course, got a chance to talk with a lot of people. But I don't necessarily tell you that right now to tell you what I learned from it, um, although I will in future episodes. The reason that I'm telling you all that is to kind of tell you that we went there, but why? So the reason we went there is for that exact reason. Um, now, to give you a little bit of context, you know, you, you know, we've been traveling for about a year by uh, about a year or so, um, full time. Uh, some of that time has been actually almost half that time has been in the states. Now, um, we've been uh, the first half was all international, and then we came to the states and we started to. We actually bought another car simply to travel around the states in, and we wanted to like check out different spots that we would potentially move into when we. Uh, when we landed. So we went all over the states, at least the southern, western states. Uh, There's a lot of the places that we have never been before. We've been to a lot of the northern states and northeast and stuff. So we've been kind of driving through the United States and staying in each state, you know, two to four weeks as well. And uh, anyway, Iceland, if you're not familiar, is a very expensive country in comparison to, uh, you know, basically everywhere else in the world uh, besides like Switzerland right so it's it's incredibly expensive in comparison to uh, for sure like Asia Mexico these are some places that we've been um, I mean we literally could we could we cut our expenses like in half from what we were spending in Chicago and we were living like you know kings in like Asia um, you know then when we come back to the states obviously everything kind of jumps back up uh, we were basically sp- you know, spending what we were spending in Chicago while we were traveling because we're, you know, Airbnb and hotels and stuff, so that can get more pricey than just regular regular mortgage or regular rent, of course. Um, and then we've been in Southern California for about three months. Um, so we, when we got to Southern California, we really started to enjoy it a lot. Um, when you don't have to, when you, well, like, we're not paying Southern California taxes, we're paying Chicago taxes, which are bad, but they're not nearly as bad as Southern California. So, like, we're kind of getting a lot of the benefits of California without, like, the horrible drawbacks of, like, their taxes and stuff like that, which is obviously beneficial. Um, so in that, in that regard, we're really enjoying it. Um, now in Iceland, it is the only place we've ever been that is for sure, 100% for sure more expensive than Southern California. Um, I mean, we spent, I mean, man, I don't even, I, I honestly don't know what we spent, but I can, I can, pretty much safe for sure we spent more in the seven or eight days that we were in iceland than we've probably spent in entire months living in southern california like for sure for sure um probably probably actually more drastic than that but whatever the case is we spent a lot of money comparatively to go to iceland and the truth of the matter is like you know one or two of the days was productive um but the other seven days, we, like, we basically took off and like kind of vacationed and, and, and stuff like that. And why do I tell you all that? Well, I tell you that because if you know anything about me, you know that I'm kind of a cheapo. Um, like regardless of, you know, like I have like this threshold, like as we make more money, we do spend a little bit more, but not really. Like I have this cap and it is actually a defined cap, but it's also this mental cap. Like I just can't spend too much money. Otherwise I like, you know, I, it, just, it just goes against me. Like it doesn't make me happy to spend money. It makes me happy to give money. It makes me happy to invest. It does not make me happy to spend, um, like on consumables and stuff like that. Um, so me going to Iceland doesn't necessarily, you know, equate to happiness. Um, 
Now, I will say it was really cool seeing it. Don't get me wrong. There's some amazing sights there. Um, but I wasn't really like, I wasn't going because I wanted to see Iceland. I was going for this event. So why did we do that? Why did we spend over a month's, or probably more than that, months, actually it's a lot more than that, that I think about all the different expenses. Why do we spend so much more to go there when we could have used that same money and lived for multiple months or, you know, gone overseas again, or well, we did go overseas, but you know what I'm saying, like go overseas and live for months or two or two or three months or whatever. And the reason is because I wanted to meet, me and Ashley both wanted to be around this guy and his network. That's exactly what it is. Now, did it, has anything paid off yet? Of course not, right? Like that was a week and a half ago. You know, have we made any more money from that? No. But I've seen it time and time again. This has literally happened over and over again. The biggest deals that we've made have come from physical events, meeting key people at physical events. And sometimes you don't even know that you meet them until, you know, months or, you know, many, many months later or maybe even years which is crazy. So I want to kind of just, I want to express the importance of going to physical events, you know, both for your network marketing company and marketing events as well. You know, we've had a, a weird onslaught of people in the MLM sales funnels group come in and start to start to pitch, pitch crap, like pitch their business opportunity or their products, like within you know, hours of them getting accepted into the group. And it's been happening a lot more frequently lately, and I haven't figured out why, truthfully. That's not the point. The point is, these people that are doing that are clearly not marketers. You know, they're the antithesis of a marketer. They're spammers. And so that being said, I know that there is a hunger and a thirst and a need for these marketing principles to get really ingrained to the MLM community. I mean, that's what MLM Rebels is all about, right? And I honestly, like after doing this for over over a year now, over a year and a half, like just through MLM Rebels, we've done this for longer than that, but just through the MLM Rebels brand has been over a year and a half. I honestly, I'm, I'm almost getting like a little bit to the point where I feel that people, they get it. Like they understand that they need to do real marketing for their MLM business. That's kind of what I, I was almost getting like, not jaded, but like complacent with my own message. And a few weeks ago at that one event I told you about on the last podcast, um, I became really acutely aware that most networkers have no freaking clue. Like, not at all. Like, we still have to get our message out to the masses of the MLM community because the masses still do it the old way. The masses still do it the way. And even if they're doing it online, they're doing it completely horribly online. Um, I know because, like, literally, I'm seeing it in my own group right now. Um, not like our MLM team, but the MLM Rebels public group. And I'm like, wow, like that's just insane, right? So what I what I encourage you to do is attend marketing events, okay? So get connected with high-level marketers, um, get connected in marketing events, and attend your own network marketing company events. Now, I'd also encourage you to get connected with high-level marketers themselves. That's what I did with this guy. And it worked, right? Um, it was strategic. I mean, it was definitely a God thing, but it was strategic. I did intend to get connected with him, and I did. And it took a year and a half to do it, but I did it. Now, how did I do it? I did it by adding value to him first. That's the huge, huge misunderstanding that most people have. So, um, you know, when I'm kind of talking about people spamming our MLM Rebels Facebook group, like those people are not trying to add value. Like in their minds, they're trying to do something good. They're trying to serve people by telling them about their product, their opportunity. But we all know that's a complete 
complete garbage, load of crap, lazy thinking. Like, sure, they might be trying to help someone, but they're doing it with such low-level skill that I know that they haven't put any time into truly learning how to influence someone. So are they trying on the surface level to serve someone? Sure. Are they really committed to serving people? No, because if they were, they would learn how to influence people in a proper way they learn how to market in a proper way, and then they would actually serve them for real. See, you don't serve anyone by spamming crap. You don't serve anyone by trying. You serve people when you serve them. When do you serve them? You serve them when they exchange something of value. So if you give me $20, you've given me something of value. You've Let's say you make 20 bucks an hour. You've given me an hour of your production. You've given me an hour of your life, and now I'll give you something back. And you won't pay attention to what I give you back until you give me something of value. So if you purchase a course from us, let's say you invest in a course that's $1,000. Let's say it takes you a week to make the $1,000. You're basically saying, Zach, I'm going to invest one week of my life to learn what is in your mind about marketing. Cool. So I give you the course. Now, how much more are you going to value that course than if I give it to you for free? Who valued the, the car more in high school? The person that earned it or the person that the parents gave it to them? Does this make sense? So remember, you don't serve anyone until they give you something that is valuable to them and you trade it for something that is valuable to you. That's when you serve them, not when you try. That is not serving. Okay, kind of. I'll get off the soapbox, but that was, that's actually pretty good. I might make a video about that. Um, so reach out if you can and speak to these high-level marketers that you want to get connected with. Now, how do you do that? You do that by adding value to them. How do you do that? Well, there's a huge litany of information out there um, about how you can do that. We've talked about it quite a bit, Um, but I'll make it very, very simple for you. Give them a platform to get their message out there, okay? So the easiest way to do that is typically a podcast or a video series. If you came to me and you said, hey, Zach, I've got a podcast that I have been publishing for six months. I've got 5,000 listeners on a monthly basis. I'd like to interview you. I would say, cool, okay, I'll do that interview. Because now, now you're, you're, you're giving me a platform to speak my message out there. You're serving me. You're adding value to me. And now I'm connected with you in at least more than a surface level way. And I know that you're not just, I know you're trying to get something from me at some point, but I know that you're willing to add value first before you ask for that. Does it make sense? So that's how you want to start things. Now, that's what, that's what I did with this particular guy. And I've done this a lot of times in a lot of different ways. But this particular guy, that's what I did. And had him on multiple podcasts, did interview, video interviews with him, uh, stuff like that. Gave him other services and thing and things like that. And to this day, I've never asked him for a thing yet. Not one thing. Now, will I someday? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. But I do know that one connection from him could make us hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars. I know that for a fact. So do I know when it's going to pay off? No, I don't. Do I know it's going to pay off? Yes, I do. So... I know I kind of went all over, all over the place a little bit, but I guess the bottom line is attend physical events. They're worth it. Get connected with high-level people in the marketing niche, marketing industry, and the way you do that is by adding value to them, and don't ask for anything until you're 100% absolutely confident they will say yes. If you are 98% sure they're going to say yes, don't do it, because the second you play that card, now they, now they know that you need something from them, 
And, you know, now people, you know, just think about it like, you know, back in the day, right? When you're with your friends, like, oh my gosh, this person always wanted something from me. Is that all the reason they were talking to me? So don't try to extract any value until you add so much value that you know for a 100% unequivocal fact that that person will say yes. That makes sense? All right. Hopefully it does. So anyway, hopefully you have an amazing day. If you're curious as to what that group is, uh, that's MLMSalesFunnels.com. You can go to that website and request to join. It is extremely valuable. There's so much good content and there's so many good people in there that are learning and actually building the business like a real business, which makes me so happy. Um, obviously, like I said, there's a few people that have been... Uh, ridiculous and pitching stuff without adding value. They've been removed from the group, so you can feel it's a very safe place. You don't, <clears throat> you don't feel like you're going to get pitched. In fact, I think in the in the six or eight, nine months, I don't know, that that group's been active, I think we have pitched zero, literally I think we've pitched zero times, maybe once, maybe once in six to nine months. Um, we've obviously given like free lead magnets away in the group, but I don't think we've ever made an overt per pitch more than one time. And I don't even know if we've done it once. So you can feel it's a safe place. It is where we add value. Uh, we give our information out that people can use to build their business and then people can tell others what's working for them as well. So that's MLMSalesFunnels.com. And if I think I referenced it, maybe I referenced it earlier in a different video, not this podcast, but um, if you have never read the MLM Rebels Blueprint, I encourage you to do that. That's MLMRebelsBlueprint.com. And that's a step-by-step walkthrough as to how you can build yourself an automated recruiting system for any company that you're a part of. So um, that's a totally free download for you. Uh, it's very, very detailed. I think you'll really enjoy it. Everyone everyone does that reads it. So anyway, that's MLMRebelsBlueprint.com. So anyway, hopefully you have an amazing day, and we'll talk to you all very soon. Thank mm-hmm. you.